0: Blog talk Radio. Hi, hello, today is Saturday, September 16th, 2017, and this is the Secret Math of Money presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and we talk about the things you should have learned in high school, but we weren't talking. Welcome, everybody. I apologize. The last couple of weeks, it's been kind of chaotic switching back and forth and, and not been on, and, and my summer is, uh, or I guess fall almost now been kind of busy, so I might miss a week here and there. But uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, let me just stay up front. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not selling anything. Okay, I do this free. Uh, so take it for what it is. Consider this as infotainment. I am not certified as financial planner or anything financial. I just have an MBA in finance, and an undergrad degree in accounting, so I'm a true numbers geek. So all I do is talk about the things we should have learned that we didn't. Um, Ms. Little John, welcome. Now, let's get to the story. This week's show is rich kid, poor kid, and the topic is about what we teach our kids or what our kids learn from our actions. We don't necessarily intentionally teach them, but what they learn from what we do. Okay, um, and I and I give a the, the scenario I'm using is two different children, one from a rich family and one from a poor family. And when I say rich, I'm not talking wealthy. I'm talking uh, middle class. When I say poor, I'm not talking uh, destitute. I'm talking poor enough that you can try to fake like you're rich, okay, if that makes any sense. So these are both, I would say, upper and lower middle class families or lower, lower. Or, or. I had a teacher in high school. He used to say it was, there were nine sections of it. upper, 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 middle, upper, lower, blah, blah, blah. It was nine of them. But anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is what the lessons we teach our children by our actions that we don't necessarily even know we're teaching them, but the things that they're learning from us by what we're doing. So let's start with an infant, and I'm going to contrast. Uh, again, I apologize if I'm generalizing because I really am going to be generalizing here. This is not about everybody, but these are the things I've seen people do. In these situations, and the lessons that their children learn or can learn from what they do. Sometimes it's a good lesson, sometimes it's not a good lesson. But think about it. So let's take it at the infant stage. Have a baby. You got two families, have a baby, rich family and the poor family, in, in air quotes for both of them. What do the rich people do? They buy generic baby clothes. I mean, they might say baby on it, you know, it might be a little nice here and there, but for the most part, they're looking for bargains, you know. Uh, why? Because anybody out there who has a baby knows those kids grow up so fast. So you buy a two-month-old, a shirt, and a month later the kids outgrown it. So buying a lot of clothes is just a waste because your kid will outgrown it. I'm not saying walk, let your kid walk around naked. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the children at that early age of life, they just grow so fast that they grow out of clothes very fast. Uh, make sure you've got enough clothes so your kid can have clean clothes. And, yeah, the kids go through a lot of clothes at that age, too, because they're, they're pooping, they're throwing up, whatever. Uh, they're rolling around, whatever. But the rich family, the way they would look at it, the, the and I don't call them rich family. I would say the, the, the fiscally responsible. That's a better term, fiscally responsible and not fiscally responsible. The fiscally responsible family will get generic clothes. You know, you don't need uh, – a, a white T-shirt for your baby, a white onesie, because they're wearing under their clothes. You don't need it to say have logos and things on. So they'll get generic clothes. Okay, they may even go to Goodwill. I don't want my baby wearing stuff other babies have that worn. That's why they make the sanitary cycle on your dish, or your washer and dryer. But they will say, you know, who just had a baby? Who who who's got a five or ten year old? You got any of your baby clothes? Let me have them because my kid is outgrowing this stuff so fast that it doesn't make sense for me to run out and buy stuff. Okay, that's what the fiscally responsible family would do. The not fiscally responsible, and you, we know we have all seen this, and I'm sorry to, to point fingers at younger parents, younger mothers, or fathers especially, but how many times have we seen a young mother, a young family, I'll say, in their early 20s, maybe late teens, and they have a baby, and that kid can't even roll over. He's got on a pair of Jordans okay, he's got a Michael Jordan, I ain't nothing against Michael Jordan, but you got on a a Michael Jordan or a Fila sweatsuit that's like that big and they pay for it. I want my baby to have the best. And, you know, that's a real nice sentiment, you know, want your baby to have the best. But when you start doing those kinds of things, when you start buying those kinds, you start spending that kind of money, again, that kid is outgrowing that stuff like crazy. First of all. Second, that kid doesn't know who Jordan is. That kid has no idea who Jordan is. Okay, that kid just knows he wants like a nipple and he wants to poop. That's all they know. And when you know, so it's for you. Understand it, it's for you. Um, and every time you take your kid around family and they, oh you got oh he 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 threw up on this on this red Jordan outfit here. We got a black one back here. Boom. Okay, and he got the little none of little the shoes are that big. The feet don't even bend. It's like a little cardboard on the bottom of the shoe because they know the kid ain't walking. But they got Nike on the side, and you're like, seriously? Really? You know, you spent $35 because your kid is head-to-toe Nike. That's my kid, you know. But that's that fiscal responsibility, and I'm sorry to put it that way. Now, granted, if you're going to uh, the Goodwill and getting this stuff, hey, that's a little step up, but understand what your, your, your mindset is you're 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 teaching your child at a very young age that logos matter. Okay? A Nike sweatshirt is a Walmart sweatshirt with a swoosh on it. That swoosh might cost you forty dollars. A Disney sweatshirt is a Walmart sweatshirt with a bunch of characters on it. Those characters might cost you forty or fifty dollars. You get that same sweatshirt at Walmart for eight bucks and it's gonna cost you fifty if you get it because it's got the official Disney logo on it. Okay? So starts at that early age. We get caught up in, or people get caught up, the fiscally irresponsible get caught up in logos. And you start teaching your child that logos are important. Okay? Again, your kid is outgrowing these clothes as, as, as fast as, as, you know, they just growing. They're throwing up on clothes. They're, you know, you're, you the fiscally responsible family says, you know what, we'll get several Copies are clothes, but we're just going to be constantly washing clothes. The other people, nah, I ain't going to wash. I'm just going to get my son a pair of those. Okay, so that's that's the difference. And in, in, you say, well, the kid doesn't know. No, but the kid is starting to learn. Okay? At that early age, these kids are starting to learn. These logos are important. Okay, now fast forward a little bit to those toddler years, those young years when the kids walk in and talking a little bit, you know, and asking questions. If you've started this thing with the logos, you're going to keep doing it. Now, the kid is not growing as fast. They're still growing pretty fast, but you're putting your kid in the logos. Now, here's the thing, and I don't mean to embarrass nobody, but how many times have we seen toddlers, you know, kids barely walking, Easter Sunday, are clean. I'm talking the derby. I'm talking, boom, suited down, head to toe, little player. Okay? That's I'm sorry to put it like that's fiscally irresponsible because, again, you spent a lot of money on that, on that little suit for little J.J. He looks fly in those pictures. And in two months, he can't wear that suit anymore. But you spent all that money for that suit. That's fiscally irresponsible in my opinion. This is, so it's all my opinion, my show, I get to give you my opinion. Um, but you're, you're setting your child up. You're, you're, you're showing them that these things are important. Now, the fiscally responsible family, again, kids' clothes. Who just had a kid? Yo, let me, give me your clothes because they sitting in a box somewhere. Let me take them, sand, wash them, the sanitize cycle, boom. Or let me go to Goodwill. Uh, or even if you go to let me go, catch some sales. Let me catch some stuff that's on sale for this kid. You know, because this kid is, again, anybody out there with kids, no. Them kids is outgrowing these clothes as fast as they can. So no matter what you buy, if you spend $2 on it or $20 on it. In a month or two, that kid is going to outgrow it. I've seen people, and this is, you know, sad. You'll I'm driving home from work or whatever, and you'll see somebody at the bus stop with a baby. And, you know, okay, you can't, you don't have a, 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 a car. That's there's, there's no nothing wrong with it, or you choose not to drive, whatever. But when it's cold, you got on a $200 coat, your child got a $50 leather coat on, got a $150, $200 stroller, and I'm thinking, well, why can't you afford a car? You know, it's priorities, people, priorities. Fin- financial responsibility is about priorities. And, yeah, nobody can decide what your priorities are but you. But at the same time, you've got to think long-term. You've got to start teaching your children to think long-term. And the only way you can teach them to think long-term is you have to think long-term. You have to start looking ahead. Um, I'm not saying don't buy your kid a coat in the winter. I'm not saying that. But here's the thing, um, and, again, this is I don't mean to insult anybody, but I, I've, I've heard this and, and, and had conversations with people about this. When you don't have money, um, sometimes you try to project like you do. And how do you project that you do? You get a Michael Kors pocketbook, with, and you ain't got a dime in it. But you showing up? I got Michael Kors, okay? You might, you know, when I was young, and I've told this story before, when I was a kid in Newburgh, New York, they bust us out to Meadow Hill. And all I remember was the hood we came out of that were not that nice of houses, but they had fly rides out front. We're talking the Cadillac with the diamond in the back, all that. And we would get out to, to Meadow Hill where our school was, a suburb, suburban area. And these people had beautiful houses. And then they had older cars. They weren't raggedy cars. They were just older. They weren't the latest car. They had the wood paneling on the side. They were conservative cars. They put their money in, in, in assets versus commodities. What you want to teach your children at a very young age is to invest in assets. Yeah, you got to buy clothes. There's no getting around that. But buy, my mother used to tell me, Buy clothes that are going to last. That 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 not just going to last from a standpoint of not wearing out, but from a standpoint of style. Get clothes that are classic. You know, I mean, I, to this day, I I I wear wingtip shoes, and pretty much always have for the most part. But they never go out of style. You know. Those Aladdin shoes, remember those ugly Aladdin shoes with the with the squared off corner. Everybody was running around buying them, and then they played it out. Then you got to go buy the next thing, you know. But if you teach, if you're teaching that lesson to your child, and how you teach teaching that lesson to your child, you're teaching your child that lesson by getting them all the latest stuff all the time. You know, by always getting them the latest stuff. Or they got and they got to have you know a couple of pair of this, a couple of pair of that. You know, getting them that stuff. Um, but anyway, and that's years, and I'm sorry for the rat hole. The toddler years, buy your kids clothes they can get dirty in. They're kids. Let them go. Let them go out and play. Let them get dirty. Let your kids get dirty. Um, don't worry about oh no, you ain't get, you ain't running around in that. I paid one hundred fifty dollars for that suit. You ain't running around nowhere. Why you pay one hundred fifty dollars suit for a toddler? Anyway, so fast forward. So again, what lessons are you teaching your children? Even at that age, they're seeing that the mater- that that it's all about the image. It's not about the pocket. It's not about okay, keep some money in the pocket. You think oh, at the toddlers, they don't get it. Ain't no worry about. Ain't gonna get it. Kids are getting it. They're watching you. If you want to teach it, you gotta live it. You gotta walk the walk before you can talk the talk. Okay, so let's move on. So those middle, and I'm gonna blend all those school years together, those middle school through high school years together. This is when it really, really gets good, because. That fiscally responsible family, and, and I'll say, you know, my mother, um, I had one pair of sneakers. Here's the thing. I had one pair of white-on-white Nikes I would get every year for school. So one pair, white-on-white Nikes. That was my thing. I knew people that had, back in those days, the Lee jeans were a style. And I knew people that had Lee jeans in every color and had a pair of sneakers to match every color of Lee jeans. Okay. And the sneakers was running hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars back then. And you got four or five, six pairs of sneakers. Okay? You you buy that for your child or you let your child get that, whatever. Um you get them a lot of game systems. You know, I'm not saying okay, you get them an Xbox, okay, that's cool. But then when you get the PS two or whatever, PS whatever comes next, and they got two or three different games, and they're not playing that game system anymore. Um it's that immediate gratification. This is where it really gets, though, because you got that immediate gratification. That's the biggest problem, I think, with financial uh, fiscal responsibility is immediate gratification. Nobody wants to wait for stuff. So if you start teaching your kids, oh, you want it, go get it. You want it, go get it. You want it, go get it. You got everything. You want it now, get it now. Okay? Um, the fiscally responsible family, and, again, this is generic kids get one pair of sneakers got a game system they got a couple of games oh here you got two games you don't you want to get another third game okay let's go sell one of these games and we'll get a third one instead of you having a library of 25 or 30 or 40 games and you're playing two of them okay let's 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 do that because mommy and daddy ain't made out of money okay um you emphasize you know what can you do for free i mean i'm not saying you be a, a miser with your kids but you try to teach them that you know the best things in life are free yeah you know um, if you 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 know you want to they want to date somebody or whatever here's the thing about dating and i know this isn't a dating show but the point is this if you are dating someone who is not making you better who is not trying to make you a better person you need to break up with that person that's all i'm going to say about dating if you're with somebody who's trying to dig in your pocket all the time and keep you know and that's maybe not the person for you um, the, the physically responsible family, you know, their kids will have trendy but inexpensive clothes, okay? They will have somewhat generic clothes. I know middle school, high school, is a big fashion show out there. But you know what? You look back, and I, I, mean, I know people have spent tons of money on their kids to look good during middle school and high school. And, it, you know, you get to that point, you know, where you're teaching your kid to be material, to be, to be, to be materialistic. You teach a kid to be materialistic, it's hard to unteach that when they're in their 20s and they're on their own. It's hard to all of a sudden just start telling them, um, well, you know, now you've got to be fiscally responsible. And they're like, well, wait a minute. You didn't raise me that way. Teach your kids lessons. The fiscally the responsible people might say instead of buying a $200 pair of sneakers, they might buy their kids stock in that company. Okay? an investment. That's one thing you do, start teaching your children how to invest. Um, watch Susie Orman's show. I'm a kid, I don't want to watch that. Ain't no cartoons on, you know. But you've got to start, the, the fiscally responsible family will start talking to their children about money. Okay, we're going on vacation. Here's what our budget is, okay? Instead of just going on vacation and just putting on that card and just buying everything, here's what our budget is. Now, what should we do? How, do, how should we spend this money? invite your kids into the decision-making process. You know, people say, well, that's crazy. No, it's not, because the worst thing in the world is you trying to show off and spending a whole lot of money, or worse, you have to tell your kid, "No, know, we can't afford that, and they're like, why? You know, you got their card. Just go put it in there, and they'll have it, you know. Teach your kids, okay, we're going on vacation. Here's how much the vacation is going to cost. Here's our budget, okay, here – just. Show your children those things. Teach, let them be involved, even in middle school. And there's no this, especially in high school, but in middle school, let your children be involved in the process of of of, of budgeting for a vacation. Now, even the week, the monthly budget. Let your kids in on it. You know, well, I want my kid to know how much I make. Why not? You know, show them. Okay, here's what I'm bringing in. Here are bills. So when they start saying, well, I want this and this and this, well, here's what we got to work with, okay? So it's like, I'm not saying no to you. I'm just saying the numbers don't work. And teach, you know, a fiscally responsible parent in that respect, teach your kids these lessons. The schools aren't teaching. The reason for this show, the schools are not teaching these lessons to our kids. They're not. And and I'm sorry to to, to throw all schools in, in, in the same bucket, but high schools and colleges are not teaching our children about money. So, therefore... As a parent, our job is then to teach these kids about money. So get your kids involved in the process, okay? Let them know, here's my monthly bills. Here's how much we're clearing every month. Here's how much we have left over. Now, you want this, okay? uh, Give your kid an allowance, you know? um, And tell them, okay, here's your allowance. Now, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to buy your clothes. You know, I'm going to make sure you got hot water and, and, and a roof over your head. Here's your play money. But here's your money to do things if you want something. If you're on a team or whatever and you're going away on trips, here's your money to do that. Don't come back to me and ask for anything because I gave you your allowance. You need to learn how to budget your allowance. That's what's important with your children is teaching them those lessons. Yeah, it may be hard, but here's the thing. Like I said, you can't teach it if you don't live it. You've got to walk the walk before you can talk the talk. So if you're out here, yes, I was my money. I do what I want with it. You're right. You can't do what you want with it. But if you're trying to teach your child to be fiscally responsible, then you did and have to be fiscally responsible. And that's one thing. No, that's that's one thing you have to do. You have it, it by by teaching by wanting to teach your child these things. It will make you say, Well, let me go learn about them. And that's when we really start rolling when everybody starts being curious. So. Again, the fiscally responsible parents teach their children about money in real world scenarios. Schools are not going to teach your kid how to budget. I'm sorry, they're just not. That's not their goal. That's not their objective. Okay, um, they're not going to teach your kid, you know, how to manage money. You can teach them with real life situations with what you're dealing with. So that's what the fiscally responsible people do. Now, what's on the other side? The, the what I call the irresponsible parents. You know, continuing that trend. Remember, it started when, when, when it was an infant, and you bought them little Jordans, and the feet were that big, and they didn't even bend, and there was a little cardboard on the bottom. But you bought your kid a Jordans because you wanted your kid to have the fly stuff. Now they're middle school, high school. They got eight, ten pair of Jordans, all these different colors, okay? They got three or four game systems. You know, they get a game system. They play that till the plays out. Then the next year they want a new one, okay? And you just, okay, get them another one. And now under the under in their room they got an Xbox they got a PS3 they got X uh, X1 whatever it is. they got all these different game systems they're not playing anymore. What are they learning about that? Well, let's think about it. You spent three or four hundred dollars for this game system. You might have spent forty fifty dollars each for these five or six cartridges, and they're sitting in there collecting dust. They're not going to play them anymore. Okay, um, go sell them back. Do something with them. But what they're saying is, oh, mommy, mommy and daddy just got unlimited money. There are no limits. That's the thing. Unless you are willing to fund your child for the rest of their life, set limits. They say, okay, I want this game system. Okay, well, this new game system's cost, you know, five hundred dollars. Are you finished with that game system? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go sell that and make some money from that and, and get to the next one. Okay. But the just responsible. I mean, I know you, you all, we you know kids who got three, four, five, six, seven game system and got 50, 60 cartridges, and those things maybe cost 40 or $50 each, and they're playing two of the games. They're not playing them. They're just not playing the games because they're old games. But nobody thought about, hey, what can we do with these? I'm not using this anymore. Somebody else might be able to get some value out or whatever. Let me go sell them back to GameStop or someplace. Let me give my boy one. You know, somebody, but get something for But the worst thing is, I have all these game systems sitting there under your, in, in your room that you never play. And to the point where now no, nobody want them because they're eight years old. You know, I honestly, somebody gave me, I have an Xbox, the first Xbox in my, in my living room. Played it once. And somebody gave it to me about three years ago. Um, yeah, I can't get none for it. So it's like the conversation piece. But had I got it earlier, yeah, I would have probably tried to sell that thing. You know? Um, but anyway, as I was saying earlier, you know, the fiscally irresponsible people tend to try to look rich. Now, think about this. Think about how many people you know uh, broke, broke, busted, and disgusted, but they drive in a BMW or they're driving a Lexus or a Benz or something. They're driving something flashy. When they pick their kid up from school, it ain't no mommy wagon, no, no caravan. They are picking their kid up in a fly ride, okay? But then they can't afford to do much else, you know, um, because they got no money but they went out and bought this fly ride because I deserve it. You know, people go like that. Um, you're teaching your children about being materialistic. You're teaching your children about this show. Remember I was saying that story when I was in Newburgh, lived in Newburgh, and I went out to Meadow Hill. What people on the lower end of the economic spectrum tend to do is want to project like they have money. I can't. I, my house is jacked, so I really can't show you that I got money there, but I can get a $200 pocketbook, or I can get the fly ride, and I can drive around and show people that I got money, you know, or I can, you know, sit at work and put my, my Michael Kors $300 purse on my desk, you know, um, but I'm taking a van pool because I can't afford nothing else. It's priorities, people. And one thing, you're teaching your children to fake the funk. You're teaching your children that it's important to look rich, okay? You're teaching your children that these things are materialistic. And I don't mean to pick on pocketbooks. Okay, ladies, I'm, you know, I don't, I heard what some of these things cost, and I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, but you, you think about the, you're teaching your children to project, Again, you're teaching them that it's more important that people think you're rich than if you are rich. It's more important. That book came out years ago. It's called A Millionaire Next Door, and it was about people who were millionaires and nobody knew it. Like, guy had a junkyard. People let him laugh. Because he was a millionaire. Okay, he man, you know, my job is not to impress you. Teach your children that their job is not to impress someone with their finance, okay? Um, start dating somebody, and, you know, you it's a guy, oh, I got to take her to dinner every time, you know, because I got I to gotta play. Like, I'm just balling like that, you know, because ain't no woman will want to be with no man and ain't got no money. There's some women out there that if you ain't got no money, but you got some sense, they talk to you. Trust me. But seriously, um, you, 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 when you start faking the funk like that, and that's what we're doing when you're, when you're playing at rich, you're playing it. You know, like I said, Bill Gates walk in the room. He could have on some 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 Reeboks. He could have you know cheapest Reeboks in the world. Some jeans from Walmart, shirt from Walmart. And, and oh, Bill Gates, he got on some Walmart clothes. Bill Gates is rich. He ain't trying to impress nobody. He ain't impress, You know, you know he rich. He ain't got to, he ain't got to impress you. You know, that's a different story. But when you walk in, oh, I can't let nobody know I'm broke. I got to play. I got to get the suit. Easter, I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Here's one of the things that people do, and tell me I'm wrong, but you know it to be true. You look on Black Friday, and you will see people out there in droves. Some of y'all probably did it too, and they will be out there buying stuff, and this is a lesson, again, teaching your kids. I'm going out to Black Friday to get the big 50 inch screen TV, okay, because it's Black Friday, and I got to get that TV. And here's how they work. The math is people buy the TV Thanksgiving, Get the bill in December, and we're gonna pay it with their bonus they get in January because they can't afford it. If if you gotta run out and you gotta get that stuff in in December or or in Thanksgiving because it's five bucks cheaper. You know maybe you need to think about do I need this TV? Those but again those lessons you're teaching your children when you get and you know some of y'all be out there with your kids at four o'clock in the morning beating people down for five dollar DVDs. You know. Mm-mm. No, because number one, that stuff is like the same price for the next month anyway. You can get it walking in, walk in and get it when you want. But my point is, 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 is this, the lessons you teach your children. So anyway, I'm sorry for rambling this time, but let me just summarize this real quick. The problem is emphasize immediate gratification. You don't want to emphasize immediate gratification with your children. You want to teach your children how to be patient. And you've got parents living for today. You know, I may die tomorrow, so I, you know, I may not make it to sixty. I'm planning to make it to sixty, all right. So I'm planning to have some money when I get there. The is instead of sneakers again, buy yourself buy your kids some stock. Buy them a pair of sneakers to wear. When they want that second and third pair, instead of you spending two or three hundred dollars for another pair, spend two or three hundred dollars on a piece of stock for your kid and go bam. Here, take this, watch this stock. You got a pair of sneakers on your feet, but if you start these lessons as when they're toddlers, when you start the mindset when they're toddlers by the time they're teenagers, you won't have to fight um, emphasize savings for the future, get your kid a savings account early on tell them okay, you get your, you get your allowance, put a little bit in your savings account every month okay and again include them in your vacation planning, include them, let them see what the bills are. so when they start saying, well mommy and daddy just got unlimited funds. No, mommy and daddy don't. Here's the budget. Here's what we play with here's the here's what we got to play with every month. You know, I got four hundred and seventy five dollars to play with every month. Now, you want me to buy you something that's five hundred dollars. Well, Where am I gonna get it? Okay? And if I buy this, you tell me what we're gonna do without are we gonna do without cable next month? Tell me what we're gonna do Because those are the playoffs. Those, those are the trade offs you make. Anyway, people, thank you. It's been uh, I always get surprised that I can talk to you for 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 a half hour a ramble of Pull stuff out my behind or whatever you want to call it for a half hour, but I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your patience. Um, if you got any questions, as always, hit me on Facebook. Um, here, here. This this video will be on YouTube. My smiling face. But uh, anyway, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know what my schedule's going to be like, but I'm been doing this podcast and my other one. I got to flip them around, see which ones I can do when, and, and so on. So with that, everybody, uh, got about thirty seconds. I right, thank you so much for your time. Um, If I've said anything that's offensive, I apologize. Uh, If I said if you're mad because you're broke, that's your business. All right? I ain't calling out. But anyway, really, people, I appreciate your patience. I appreciate your your feedback. And we will do this again in a few weeks. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.